Okay, hi. Um, We're back. So, uh, Slade Smitty, the name was spoken again. I have, that's a name I haven't heard in a very long time. Yeah, we haven't, uh, we haven't talked about Slade Smitty. Who was Slade Smitty? Slade Smitty is um, Crown's alter alter ego. Well, wasn't he a guy? Didn't we talk to him? Supposedly. Allegedly. We still don't know. Yeah, we think it's him like doing voices. And yeah. Shit. <laughs> and his daughter was doing his daughter's voice. <laughs> he taught his three-year-old daughter how to how to do have a southern accent. Oh, yeah. They were talking to him and his kid. God damn. So, um, Didn't so you was, allegedly meet him? Someone met him on no. a plane. Crown met him on a plane. Crown met him on a plane. Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> One of those 9-11 hologram planes. Yeah, they sat next to each other on a plane, and Crown didn't believe his name was Slade Smitty, and the guy pulled out his ID, and his name was Slade Smitty, and they became friends because he had a cool name. <laughs> <laughs> how does that happen? Hey, how are you, Slade Smitty? Yeah. Damn glad to meet you. Your I guess if that was your name, Smitty. you'd throw it around a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I would. Yeah. <laughs> it's or, Yeah, if you were like Slade... And then you're like, what? <laughs> Slade? What are you, a fucking, like, just one name, Slade, like an R&B singer or something? Like, yeah, like Mike Lovin. <laughs> yeah, Slade. Um, you know, what's your Irish last pop name? singer? No, it's Slade Smitty, and it just gets better with the second name. There's a guy that comes to the jug. Uh, well, this kid, Brian, comes to the jug who, um, he knows a bunch of the other younger guys at the jug, but... Um, from like the first day he started coming there, he's all every time he comes in, he's like, Harding, what's up? And I'm always like, Who the fuck is this kid? I just figured out what his name was just recently, and this has been going on for two or three years. <laughs> and um, he brings this other guy in that's like 40 because Brian's like 24, 25. He, he comes with this other guy all the time, and he's like, Dude, this is my boy McLovin. <laughs> I'm like, What? <laughs> so, um, I don't know his real name, but everyone calls him McLovin. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's the. Uh, there better be. I mean, you got to find out the story behind that. Does he look mm-hmm. like the kid who played McLovin? No, no, no. <laughs> they just. Yeah, fucking. They, there's dudes who Steve used to work with who called him pirate because in Dodgeball there's a character named Steve the pirate. Sure, yeah. <laughs> who doesn't look like Steve? No. Or, or resembles Steve or have any Steve mannerisms? Right. Steve's. It's just his name was Steve, so his they started calling Steve. him Pirate. I'm like, this is the shittiest lazy. What? That's not a nickname. <laughs> That's just a guy saw a movie once and put the two together. That yeah. your name is Steve. That's a lazy man joke, right? It is. There. Yeah. Very. Hey, what up, Police Academy? Just because Gutenberg, because Steve Gutenberg. Yeah. Yo, cocoon. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, yeah. That's dumb. That's a lazy nickname. So McLovin better have some fucking, you know. He got caught fucking in a in a McDonald's or something. He says it's because he's the funniest person he's ever met. But well, that could be if this kid thinks calling someone McLovin is funny. I know he's got a low bar. <laughs> he's got a low bar. Um, and I mean the guy's kind of funny, but I don't think he's the funniest person I ever met. And he definitely doesn't look like McLovin. I don't know. But anyway, is his real name like Mohammed? No, it's like Mohammed Eric. It's like McLovin. Eric or something. <laughs> Well, no, because that was going to be the backup for McLovin's name in the movie. Oh, was it? Yeah, because he was like, Mohammed's the most popular name. Yeah, because the, the, of not little fucking white Jewish kids <laughs> trying to buy booze <laughs> with their friends. Right. 
Um, so well, we brought up Slade Smitty. So yeah. we thought he's fake. Has there been any any fucking sign of him or any? I forgot about this entirely until you said it. Right. Um, no, there's been no sign of him. No. So you know there there's also pictures of him um, and Crown with boars. What is supposedly him? They, Listen, man, you can get. But you, yeah, there was you like go on the internet and get anyone to do something for a hundred bucks. I know. There was that chance happenstance, like when you were in like the Smoky Mountains or whatever, and like Slade Smitty was there, and then like yeah, you went over to see Hot Dog and Hill. Oh right, and like I said, oh Slade Smitty Slade had to come. leave or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like yeah, we were supposed to have dinner with him. Yeah, mm-hmm. and as, as we're getting to dinner. Slade Smitty calls and is like, oh, it looks like my wife has COVID. We're not going to make it. Crown's like, do- oh, COVID's a perfect cover-up for a fake person. Yeah. I'm like, who was that? He's, he's like Slade a- Smitty. And I'm like, who was it really? He's doing a Mrs. <laughs> Doubtfire where he's got to run back and forth and exactly. change his clothes. And- exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It, was a, it was a pre-recorded message that Crown sent to himself. <laughs> that he rehearsed with himself so yeah. he could re- react to it like yeah. he was on the phone. Yeah, Definitely. <laughs> This That's is funny. ever since the show started. He's been. This is what he's been doing. He's been doing his own show. He splintered <laughs> off into characters. I can't wait till he. That's hears his this. Tony Clifton. <laughs> yes, it is. It totally is. Slade Smitty is Tony Clifton. <laughs> it's. <laughs> it's his. Uh, it's his American alter ego. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's Canadian hot dog crown. Right. He's Slade Smitty the American. Right. Slade Smitty, thousand percent redneck yacht club member. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Probably a fucking president. He might be the president. <laughs> yep. Um, well, Slade Smitty sounds like it'd be one of Elvis's friends, wouldn't it? So let's talk about Elvis. Uh, I brought this up on the not the last one, but the one before that. I read a book that was written by Elvis's buddy, like three of his friends. Who worked with him for three of them? It's a couple of them did for a long time. Sonny yeah. and Red West, the cousins, and like long fucking time were with him. And then he was Elvis. He's getting all fucked up. He's fat. He's on drugs all the time. He's being getting crazy. And I, uh, the it's the story is they were the ones who would actually kind of confront him on that. And then they got fired. Yeah, pretty abruptly after sure. years, and then they got with like a guy, like they had got sat with a guy and told stories, and they, and they wrote a book, and it came out like they wrote it a year, and then by the time it came out, it came out like a month before he died. Okay, and then after it's like everything since then has been pretty much corroborated as true. Yeah, because it's like sensationalism, blah blah blah. But over the years, people are like, yeah, all that's true, and it's fucking bananas dude yeah it's not even fried bananas and peanut butter <laughs> and, and like we all knew that right. but it's like i don't even know like dude he's he's a fucking nutter because you can't you, you get he was elvis man he was the first elvis right like people if someone gets famous now they're like oh he's like elvis imagine being the first one right so Wait, who's elvis <laughs> exactly <laughs> everybody knows and the brilliant thing was the colonel's fucking uh the merchandising we're putting elvis's face on every fucking thing you could think of yeah and then selling it around the world right so it just that iconic image went everywhere before anyone even you know they knew one song right um i don't know okay so we got in the karate thought he could do karate but it was a bit of a steven seagal situation where like <laughs> oh they would pretend he was doing karate yeah. like, oh good one elvis you really you got me he was like really into it but it's like they couldn't figure out where the where the delusion ended did he really buy into us is he playing the character because he has to be elvis and do karate you know yeah but one thing was like he started getting into spirituality books and he thought he could heal people so like if <laughs> someone was hurt 
he'd be like, step aside. <laughs> and then he'd just put their hands over him and just start like sending vibrations and be like, you'll be fine. <laughs> and everyone's like, okay, whatever, man. And then one time they were like skiing and someone like broke their leg. <laughs> and yeah, she's like, ah, fuck. <laughs> and they're like trying to rush her off in the thing. And I don't know who it was. Like, it's like this person's fucked up. And Elvis is like, step aside. And they're like, not now, dude. <laughs> this, is, this is real. All right? This isn't play pretend. Not now. And he gets over and does this fucking, <laughs> fucking puts his hands over it and sends it. He's like, you'll be all right. It'll heal up. And then took him to the hospital, realized it wasn't a broken bone, it was just like a bad bruise. Yeah. And Elvis was like, Yep. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I told dude? you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? No. <laughs> so that's fucking like people it would it happened a lot. People would hurt themselves and he would just like heal them with his hands. And I mean he and had, it worked. Maybe it did. Maybe we're the assholes. Allegedly. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we're the assholes. <laughs> Yeah, and the drugs were fucking banana. Like, no, I keep saying bananas because like that's one word to say when something's crazy. But he did eat a lot of those as well. The fried bananas. bananas and peanut butter. Right? Bana- yeah, fried oh, banana, so peanut good. butter sandwiches. And then he'd get fat as fuck, and then he'd have to like shoot something, and he'd get skinny again. But he would do the buying shit. He would buy shit because he had more money than anyone ever had. So like, he would just buy people like any. Like he would buy if he bought a car for his friend. The whole crew got new cars. Yeah. He saw, like, a Cadillac one day. He liked it. So he went and bought, like, 15 of them for him and his friends to just sure. roll around in Cadillacs. And, of course, they're like, yeah, we loved it. Like, it was great rolling with Elvis. Of course. But then, like, at the end, when he's, like, fucking crazy shooting the TV and fucking up for four days and then sleeps for a week. And, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they were like, all right, now it's getting a bit moody in here. <laughs> he fucking, or something, was ego. You know what I mean? He had to be the biggest dick in the room all the time. Sure. He, he was the Picasso. Yeah. <laughs> he had to be like the fucking guy. And uh, there was one time a fucking, they were having a party and there was a girl trying to leave and someone's car was like blocking the car in that she was leaving in and they were shooting pool. And Elvis is like, she's like, can someone move this car? I want to go. And Elvis is like, yeah, well, shut up. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. we don't care what you want. She kept saying like, come on, fucking what the fuck? And she actually like said like something like it showed him some a little fucking stood up to him and he took the pool cue like fucking Sparta and speared it at this chick <laughs> like pounded her in the chest and everyone's like whoa <laughs> what the fuck and he's like I told that bitch to shut up <laughs> kept shooting pool everyone's like okay all right Elvis and it's like he's guys giving you five cars all the women you could want yeah everyone else was doing his drugs with him sure. you're living the life of like you just gotta be like. Whisper to the girl, like, sorry about that. Just go ahead. We'll, we'll get you out of here. And she's yeah. like, I can't. I'm bleeding. And my heart is in a different place now. You know what? Just take the car that's in your way. Yeah, just, just take, take the car. <laughs> yeah, he would do that. He'd buy people cars, but he didn't want them to really ever say thank you. He just wanted to do it. I don't know if it was to get power over people or he liked the gesture of it and then moved on to the next thing. It was always on to the next thing. I mean, he had those planes and he had pilots like on... He would pay him and just had like a little small like private air fleet, like five planes and like a bunch of pilots. And like he didn't even really for like long spurts where he didn't go anywhere. (laughs) He just had him on hand in case he had to or wanted to. But why would you need more than one plane? Because you're crazy. (laughs) And because you can have anything you want. And you're the fucking, you know. You're the king. You're the king, dude. You're the guy. And this is going to last forever. This is the way it is now. It's never going to falter or go down. And then, uh, I mean, it did, you know. Yeah. But, I mean, I obviously wasn't alive when Elvis was alive. Um, But, I mean, like, I feel like his iconic 
personality in that, like, that has lived on and, like, tested time. That yeah. People are like, dude, Elvis is the greatest. It's yeah. beyond oh, yeah. man. I mean, yeah, like, so, of course, yes, he's one of the best fucking rock and roll singers ever. When he's really wailing, it's fucking incredible. It is. And that early shit is great, and, like, the later stuff's kind of goofy, like, big band stuff, whatever, but it's all right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know. But then he would just get on stage and just ramble. He'd just be way mm-hmm. too fucked up, and he'd just do a karate demonstration. And everyone's <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? You know. But like, I mean, like, I feel like Michael Jackson was probably, like, the biggest performer like that when I was alive. And then when he passed away, I don't think it is carried on because the way he that, got like, Elvis. So, like, Elvis got a few years of fat jumpsuit karate Elvis. Michael Jackson had... I mean, well over a decade more of like bizarre ass behavior and the oh, plastic yeah. suit. Like Elvis got fat. Elvis didn't change species like Michael mm-hmm. Jackson did. Right. You know, I love Michael Jackson. It's fucking great. And it's funny when you bring that up to like people who just passively know the celebrity Michael Jackson. Yeah. And they're mm-hmm. like, really? You're like, no, dude, it's fucking Michael Jackson. It's great. You know, mm-hmm. like his, like you put on his music and you're like, no, nah, it's doubt not shit off the wall. I put on the bad mm-hmm. record the other day. And the, that one's great, but you got to get past the first line on the album is Michael Jackson going, your butt is mine. And you're like, oh, <laughs> oh, that's not a good start. That's <laughs> not a good start. Thousands of kids in their 40s are still cringing over that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just, dude, it's wild, man. There's never been a guy like that. No. And I think because he went so, you know, wacko, jacko, whatever the fuck. But he went mm-hmm. so out there. I think Elvis's shit was a little more secretive because the media was different. That's why these guys wrote this book because they were like, we're worried about him. And we don't have a job anymore. <laughs> and they were butthurt that they got kicked out of the club. Sure. But it was getting fucking nutty, man. He had guns. He wanted to kill a guy. He wanted to kill a guy. The lady, the guy that Priscilla left him for like a karate instructor. <laughs> like it was, he knows actual karate. Yeah, it's a real karate. Because he had all of his guys, like they all got into karate. So they all knew karate instructors and people who had fucking studios and shit. So she was taking lessons with this guy. And then she just ended up having an affair. And then they got divorced. She in the book it said she was like oh she never had an affair they got divorced first and then she went to this guy yeah but this guy stole Elvis's check oh and Elvis that was an ego thing and this oh, guy's yeah. got you know who so he was like telling him like you be on fucking amphetamine rages being like take care of this dude like yeah. we're in Vegas motherfucker I'm the king of Vegas get him in a get him get a whole dog and get rid of him. Yeah. He wanted him killed, and his friends would just be like, yeah, totally, man, and then just hope he forgot about it. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you need to sleep now for this week? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's your sleep week, Elvis. It's your sleep week. (laughs) Yeah, man. It was just fucking crazy. Uh, Something about he was, like, really interested in, like, death. It says in this book, and he would, like, go to corner, like, uh, funeral homes. He would just go there, like, at four in the morning. And he could just walk into any place he wanted, I guess. He would just walk in and, like, go to the embalming tables and, like, look at and tell all his friends how they did it. He was, like, really interested in that shit. Wow. Yeah. Real fucking weird, man. I mean, it gets deep in this fucking book. It's great. It's called Elvis, What Happened? Elvis, colon, what happened? Elvis impacted (laughs) fucking stuffed colon, what happened? (laughs) Um, Elvis. Bringing up the other icon, though, uh, I hear Michael Jackson every day when I start my car because I plug in my phone and um, in the time Jesus. like <laughs> 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 uh, 
in the time it takes to uh, you know start working in that, the first song on my Apple iTunes or whatever is ABC. Okay. Because yeah. it's alphabetical. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so I hear that song first every time before I get a chance to switch it to anything else. <laughs> every morning? Every morning. <laughs> well, every morning and afternoon, every time I start the car. We'll find it on the way home. I'll show you. <laughs> <laughs> it's undeniable. It's un- like the Quincy Jones stuff they did. It's just undeniable how good it is. And But it's just, wow, what a what a fella, huh? What a fella. <laughs> what a fella. <laughs> what a That's guy. another guy, though, that, you know, was told you could do anything and had more money. Yeah. Could do it. Like, you, you can't live oh, yeah. on Earth. You can't, you mm-hmm. know. That's why... I mean, Kevin Smith had that story about Prince, where Prince would like call his agent or, or his assistant or whatever, and just be like, uh, "You know, it's four in the morning in Minnesota in February. I need an ostrich." <laughs> I can't do that, and he like, can't. And he doesn't understand why. Yeah, like, what are you talking about? I'm Prince. Yeah, and it's like there's those guys Go where give me a goddamn ostrich. Yeah, you like you have this vision of Prince explaining to his friends what he was gonna be. They're like, what? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about, dude? And then he becomes that. You can't tell that guy no anymore. No. Because it's like, yeah, everyone said mm-hmm. I was fucking nuts for wanting to dress like this and play like this and do this. And then I did it. And now I'm like a global icon and it worked. So get me my fucking ostrich. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's another. That is maybe one of my favorite Chappelle shows ever. Yeah. The Prince the Charlie yeah. Murphy. Yeah. He started setting fruity picks. <laughs> sudden fruity pits. That's I'm, that's all true. Like the Woodstock thing you said, like that's all been corroborated as true. Like Prince will play basketball. He'll just any random time. He's just like, yeah, I want to play basketball right now. And, and heels. Just, yeah, and his fucking heels and his sequins and shit. <laughs> I mean, that's the dream is to have like a Paisley Park where you have he had like a full ass like multiple performance spaces and studios and a love den and all sorts of shit in the middle of fucking Minnesota, like next to a fucking Walmart or a fucking muffler place or something. Like it's not like it was like in L.A. I don't know. That's you cool need, as shit. You need to purify yourself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. Some wacky shit happens. I guess that's the eccentric mm. artist. You want some really great, interesting mm. shit. It's going to come out of some wacky people. I guess. Think of a normal guy band. What? Exactly. Can't think of one. <laughs> What's well, like a normal guy band? We don't know. What, ben Folds 5? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> they get that Name one the song. other four. <laughs> <laughs> ben Folds and his buddies. What's some crazy Ben Folds stories? <laughs> Nothing. She's a brick. Drowning slowly. I don't know that one. <laughs> I have to say, I don't go deep with Ben Folds. That's like his only like popular song. I don't know. Maybe I, I heard it. I don't it. know any of his songs. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, really. Oh. Wow. You can play that song. I don't know if you <laughs> need to get the copyright for it first. Yeah, but I, I am sued not. by Ben Folds. I would get an email from benfolds at gmail.com. You probably don't <laughs> have Gmail. people. <laughs> Wait. It was a huge song in the 90s. Yeah. She's oh, sure. a brick and I'm drowning slowly. Nope. Was that at Woodstock? He was not at Woodstock. No. That's too much of a rager for him. <laughs> yeah. Although Jewel was there. 
She was one of the three. Oh, yeah, didn't she have just people yelling na- nasty shit at her? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, take it off, take it off. Yeah. I wow. mean, her and Cheryl Crow had that. I'm trying to think of who the third uh, female artist was. Ben Folds. <laughs> female. Yeah, I, I, I get the idea of the peace, love, and whatever. But the culture is right. It's not because someone planned Woodstock that Woodstock was Woodstock. It's the cultural, some some fucking sort of magical shit happened that all kind of came together that weekend, and it was the whole culture was around that. You can't really do that with a bunch of new new metal and rap rock bands. It's gonna right. be. You can have a big ass festival, but it's not. You know, you can't have Jewel singing "Who Will Save Her Soul" mm-hmm. and shit. Like you're, you're, look what you're bringing up, Kid Rock fans. Mm-hmm. And, she yodeled too, like you know how yeah. she had the like, yeah. yodeling. I remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I distinctly remember a yodeling. Well, that's her thing. Wasn't she like a mountain chick, like living in a van and shit? Yeah, like before she got her teeth fixed. Oh yeah, she's have a snaggle tooth. I like the snaggle tooth. <laughs> that's when Jewel was Jewel. <laughs> yeah, the other uh, female artist was Alanis Morissette, oh, which yeah. she would be down for the dirty. I shit, think she so. could. She oh, could. Yeah. She could fight back a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah, but that Woodstock '99, that was 100 percent to make money. Oh yeah, of course. That's all that shit was. I I, I feel like the guys who did the original Woodstock, I had heard that they kind of did like, after all the you know fines and shit. They didn't make much, but that's why, like, they've restored, like, the legacy. Like, they, you know, the the museum and shit like that. That's right. where, like, they make money off of it being Woodstock as, like, a brand. But the guy uh-huh. who did the original was part of 99. Yeah, Michael... Um, Michael something. Lang? Yeah, yeah. That something like that. Do a little Afro mm-hmm. guy. And that was, like, his moneymaker. Like, he made money... You know, for both Woodstocks, yeah. and Woodstock '99. Well, they were gonna do the '50 Woodstock '50 in <laughs> what uh, 2019, I guess, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, then it got canceled because it was like a clusterfuck, and that's why the Rack and Tours played at Rapids at like yes. a last minute because they were supposed to be up there, so their whole tour was taking them through upstate, and then mm-hmm. that got canceled, and then they booked a Rapids gig at the last minute, so we went and saw the fucking Jack White and shit. At like Rapids, which is a you know it's a good sized theater, but you know I've seen him at Art Park inside amphitheaters. He does fucking arenas. You're seeing this band like rip your fucking dick off in a pretty tight space. That was pretty cool. So yeah. I I got a huge benefit from them canceling that and probably <laughs> losing millions of dollars. Yeah, right. I had a great time. Mm-hmm. That uh, you know that's funny too. It, and I think that happens a lot to uh, Canadian bands because their outreach in the u.s is very limited to like western new york and like yeah. maybe rochester i remember maybe I, like does the hip have like uh like in maine like if you go up any any part of america that gets up that, that touches far, the border gets yeah yeah there's like the low end of the border and anything that's up past that line because mm-hmm. i remember like we went to maine and and it had a very canada vibe yeah. Maple syrup and shit, but then I, I told you, we brought it up to a guy at the show we were at, and he sounded so Canadian, and he was talking about it, and we're like, oh, so you from, you know, where in Canada are you from? He's like, oh, I'm not Canadian. <laughs> like, <laughs> like a huge insult that it yeah. is, right? Oh, dude, he was like, 
Uh, my son plays hockey against my, those bastards. I hate them. And we're like, Jesus, dude. That was the most Canadian. He said, my son plays hockey with the hard H. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, that's the most Canadian fucking thing I've ever heard. And you guys are all about, like, maple syrup and shit. You know? <laughs> you guys are all about. That makes you Canadian. You're all about the maple syrup. Yes. It's very, like, hockey, cro- hockey and, and maple, maple syrup. syrup and mm-hmm. beer. Come on. Yeah. You know? You're not Canadian. <laughs> But, yeah, like, I remember I had a buddy in college. In his freshman year, uh, he went to a school uh, down in uh, South Carolina. And um, so this was, like... In South Carolina, North Carolina. Like, fuck them. I'm nothing like them. (laughs) Yeah. Like, dude, someone drew an arbitrary line. (laughs) I know. We're polar opposites. (laughs) But... uh, Sound the same. (laughs) The hip played, like, a college bar down there. And there was like forty people there. That's great. Where like to see those up here? Like, yeah, yeah. You could sell out KeyBank Center with a hip, you uh-huh. know. And I mean, even bigger venues that they did. The same yeah, thing. They would do like four night stints at our park mm-hmm. that would sell out like fucking instantly. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And even like uh, the Trues that played at that festival uh, mm-hmm. in Youngstown last year. I remember. So probably like six, seven years ago. They played a town ballroom, and we had to miss it because I was um, in prior obligation. It was on a Friday night. So Saturday night, they were playing in Rochester. So I figured it would, we got tickets to go to Saturday night, and I figured it would be like a similar size venue. It was a fucking bar, and there's 50 people there. Really? Do you remember what the bar was called? I definitely do not. But it was... um, like it was a good sized bar and like it could have held yeah you know a couple hundred people probably in there well you get that with like mm. I, maybe it's just this area is more appreciative because like big motherfuckers don't really come through that much oh rochester is mm. different but like you go to toronto and you see a band that would once again play the ballroom here our park to like fans who were like raging and excited to see them because we're grateful that something cool came here. And you go up there, it's just like another band. It's playing at the bar. And it could be like your friend's band. They're just playing while people are like talking and having dinner and shit. And there's like a small group of people with like tattoos of the band. They're like diehards. They're like, what do you do? Why aren't you paying attention? <laughs> and they're screaming out uh, for songs they want to hear. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Play some Skinnerd. <laughs> yeah, we got to play Freebird the other night. Yeah, it's yeah. I don't know. I guess when did that start? Is it, <laughs> it doesn't seem not like it's gonna from a movie? Because the more cowbell mm-hmm. thing is from a skit. You're right. So yeah. if someone hits a cowbell, someone in the bar is gonna yell more cowbell. When did sure. Play Freebird start? I have no the idea. The fucking origins of that. Obviously, it would be weird if it was before the song came out, <laughs> or someone just started yelling at it Skinnerd and they wrote a song called Freebird. They're like, well, "This guy really wants us to do that." I don't know. We gotta come up with something. <laughs> so. I can only speak for, you know, my time of going to concerts, which started, like, in the mid-90s till today. And I don't know if I've ever been to a concert where somebody at some point in time did not yell, play some Skinnerd. Play some Skinnerd. That like sounds when it more gets quiet. familiar. I feel like that's play from some a Skinner. thing. Is that from a thing? No. That's from, like, a Will Ferrell movie or some shit. I don't know. I don't know, Yeah. Play some Skinnerd is funnier. I mean, play Freebird's fun. I guess it's funny, but it's like McLovin. It's like a thing that's just been like, yeah, you just out of ideas and taking stuff that already exists. I don't know. 
It would be interesting to find the. I mean, not, I'm not that interested to where I'm actually going to find it. <laughs> well, you'd be like my buddy Drew, and every time something comes on, he yells, play some Slayer. <laughs> yeah. Or Paulie saw him play War Pigs. Yeah. And then we did. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, there. There you go. There you go. <laughs> there it is. All right. Wasn't that good, was it? (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't what you expected, was it? (laughs) I'm Googling it, by the way. Yeah, the origin of yelling play Freebird at a concert. I mean, is it ironic because it's a long song? What if it's a band that... Did they yell it at Skinner? Do you yell that at Skinner? Do you just like, like drop into a black hole and cease to exist? I don't know. What do you got there? Anything? Uh, play some Skinnerd. Oh, that was a cover band named Play Some Skinnerd. Hang on. <coughs> that, um. There's a cover band, Play Some Skinnerd? Mm hmm. What do they play? Or the thing <laughs> from. I'm gonna uh, guess. Leonard <laughs> Skinnerd. Or the thing of, uh. What was the Billy Joel band in the, uh, in Step Brothers? When they play 80s Billy Joel shit, like, people oh, yeah. yelling that shit. That's funny. That's a deep cut, I guess. <laughs> like that's funny. a funny thing to yell out. We got to call with new shit to yell at shows. That's what I'm. <laughs> that's what. I'm, that's what we're saying, and we're yeah. gonna accomplish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if anybody out there has any ideas, just text them to me. <laughs> I know, because this is live, right? No, so, <laughs> I know. People yell, play Freebird. Yeah. You got it? First recorded instance occurred at a concert in Atlanta, Georgia in 1976. Now you can hear it from the back of a smoky bar at a baseball game. We don't want to read your poetry. Uh, Southern Rock. First instance, so, 1976, huh? <laughs> Before I, mean, I was born, so. It's been <laughs> yelled everywhere. Yeah. President Obama's youth inauguration ball. Someone yelled it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yo, Prez, play some scared. <laughs> Even this article is like, look, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No one knows how it started. That's a- how did this tra- tradition of hollering Freebird at any and all public venues get started? It'll take a trip back to the... Jesus Christ, just tell me, lady. This is like when you look up a fucking... A thing for like artichoke dip, and it's like mm-hmm. I was first introduced to artichokes. Oh, God, the artichokes no. first came to the Western world, and you know. <laughs> so I, I guess th- yeah, the Fox Theater in Atlanta. Yeah, I asked the crowd, "What song do you want to hear?" And someone yelled "Freebird," and they played an epic, nearly fifteen-minute-long live version of "Freebird." And uh, I guess it just stuck. Played pretty for it. I guess there is like an actual yeah, the Fox Theater in Atlanta. Someone yelled mm-hmm. Freebird and they did what a legendary Freebird in 76. Okay. I think this is your documentary moment right here. Right? This is like our, the documentary to find this out. This is a musician's thing of true crime. <laughs> this is what <laughs> asshole came up with us. <laughs> That's our Zodiac killer. <laughs> um, a recent documentary that I did watch, though, not to change it up, but have you ever watched a documentary about um, Bill Murray? And like Bill Murray oh, the moments Sasquatch that he had. thing, like how he's like this mystical. The cover of it is like him as a Sasquatch. Yes, yes, yes. And it's like yeah, because he's like the legend of him is just rolling around and popping up at people's house parties and shit. Yeah, there's like one story is he showed up to someone's house party and did the dishes and left. Yes, <laughs> that was in like um, Ireland or um, 
or England or something like that. Um, they just invited him, like they saw him, and they're like, "Hey, you know, you should come to this house party." And he came, and uh, you know, he was hanging out for a minute, and then you know, everyone's like, "Where'd he go?" And that, and he brought the girls that invited him to the house party. He's like, "Girls." You got to do your fucking dishes. <laughs> He's like, but go back to the party. He's like, I'll take care of it. Don't worry about it. And like, he just proceeded to do the dishes and then leave. There's stories of like him, you know, walking up to people at a restaurant and just like taking a fry off their plate and going, no one's going to believe you <laughs> and eating the fry and like walking away. But they're, there's like three separate documentaries um, on it that I've seen, and like two of the people are fucking nuts because the one girl like wanted to have a Bill Murray moment, so she was like following her, him around like stage five Klingner stalker style. <laughs> yeah, you got to like trying right. to force a moment to happen, and like she ruined her friendships and. Like, gave up on jobs, Weird. like, as an actress for this. Like, trying to go around, like, to she have her... She kept jobs as an actress. That's a pretty high likelihood you're going to run into them. Yeah, exactly. Right. But, like, you know, in terms of her, like, ruining friendships and that, like, she was trying to make a Bill Murray, you know, moment yeah. happen. Because it became this sort of... Vi- was he a young, a young lass who wanted mm-hmm. a viral Bill Murray moment? Mm-hmm. And yeah, like because it became a thing, so it's like when someone takes their picture in front of a thing, and then all of a sudden all the kids are taking their pictures in front of this one random spot of the city. It becomes a hot spot for no reason. And even like scientists and sociologists are like, we don't know why. Yeah. But the kids have frolicked to this corner, and they all take pictures there because one person did, and everyone needs their piece. So yeah. she wants mm-hmm. her. She probably watched the one documentary and was like, I need my piece of this man. Yeah. Yes. Which side note in London that is called Neil's Yard. We went there, and it was pretty, but it fucking sucked. Like, there was nothing really there, and it was way smaller than you thought it was. It was just these vibrant color buildings in there, and oh, a bunch like of people. Oh, like Notting so Hill, like the, the houses that are all different colors and shit? I have a picture of that, yes. Um, it says Neil's Yard? <laughs> no, it, Neil's Yard is different. That's in, like, downtown London. Uh, Notting Hill, they have, like, all the houses are, like, pushed together yeah there's no yard in between but they're all like colored very like pastel Pe- colors. Yeah, light pastel colors okay yeah the girls go nuts for it yeah. mm-hmm. who's neil is <laughs> neil, right. who is is neil, neil down with this neil's like what the fuck exactly it's like this little like side alleyway that has like what's the significance something happened some historical it just looked really cool and hipster and trendy and it's a place to like get your instagram picture right and they're selling like skin makeup and like there's one bakery or something in there but there's like four yeah it's interesting how these things take off they just be they just you know start to snowball they gain steam Mm -hmm. and then it becomes a thing where you go and you gotta get a picture taken at neil's yard yeah. Exactly. And that's my wife's like, oh, we got to go here. So we go there, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> it's like Chevy Chase looking at the Grand Canyon. <laughs> like, not in his yeah. He's like, all right, back in the car. <laughs> this is it? Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. let's go. It was yeah. nothing. We saw it. But anyway, this girl broke up with her boyfriend, and that's why she wanted to have the Bill Murray moment because, you know, it would ease her soul. 
and she turned out just being even stockier and crazier <laughs> and made this documentary and then realized that, you know, Bill Murray moments just, you know, happen. Well, and, like, you and it's because of him. history and, like, I'm sure, like, the invention of fire, the cavemen were fucking went ballistic and thought, <laughs> you know, that's why they thought, like, God and the Zeus and the devil, like, all that, like, all that's the it. beliefs people have had. <laughs> I would really love to know, like, into 2,000 years, like, when people look back, and, like, when the internet started, and they're like, oh, these monkeys had no idea how to handle this. Right. This <laughs> girl went nuts <laughs> to yeah. chase this old man around who exactly. would fight ghosts in a movie before, from before she was born. Yeah. <laughs> and, and just people become obsessed with this shit. Like, I think it just hit, and it's just people have gone fucking crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's funny. At least, like, the yeah, other guy that did the documentary as well. I'm Bill Murray. Like, it, he was just verifying that these stories actually happen. Right. And he... Like a know, UFO documentary. Like, people yeah, say a right, lot of right. shit, but, you know. And, like, he... Like, with these stories being corroborated, you know, he really is just, like, an amazing dude. And, like, totally, like, brightened up people's world. Like, made, you know, them the center of attention that he was talking to or you know yeah. stuff he did stuff for and then he just irish goodbye in the middle of the yeah middle of i mean it. i've heard that he doesn't have like the normal like channels to like work like agents or man i don't know he might but there's like a right. 800 number yes there was like a thing where you call and you leave a message and if he's interested he'll call you back <laughs> right but how often does he check the phone or anything like that it was even tough to like get the 800 number right <laughs> you know it was like a secret number yeah yeah of what it was so i mean you know i thought that was i think that's super. a great way to do shit yeah you don't want to fucking bother you all the Absolutely. time if you're him yeah mm -hmm. i want an 800 number <laughs> that's how i treat most of my things <laughs> that's how i treat my own face <laughs> it's like you could say something and i might register it but i don't know i'll put it back there and if it interests me i'll call you back yeah i'll let you know at some point and he did the garfield movie because it was directed by a dude named ethan cohen but it wasn't ethan cohen from the cohen brothers so i think he signed up to do that under the impression that it was the other ethan cohen and it was so, just some dude. <laughs> so he got so the eight hundred number. He it got was like tricked into yeah. Hey Bill, Ethan Cohen here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? He didn't say he wasn't the guy. You know, I didn't say I made Fargo. I just didn't say you know. I omitted the thing. So he, uh, I guess that's what he got. He got tricked into it. But then he's also gotten a bunch of shit lately for being inappropriate. But he's an old man. An old man or a little stuck in there. I don't know, man. When you've been touching every tit on the planet and having girls love it for a hundred years. It's hard yeah. to break that fucking habit, I guess. Sure is. <laughs> Who the fuck cares? It's Bill Murray. Right. Apparently right. a lot of people. <laughs> Apparently there's a significant amount of people who care. Yeah? Yeah. Idiots. Well, there's the thing of like, I, of like everything needs to be squishy and fun and happy and lovey-dovey and wholesome. There's like all the weird obsession that the internet has with wholesome celebrities while they all tear each other apart limb from fucking limb. Yeah. They like the idea of like, oh, look, he shops like us. It's like, yeah. right. you know, so when they find out that like a celebrity is a real person or even funny, most funny mm -hmm. people are fucked up and they're assholes. And that's why they're funny. Right. So being mm -hmm. an asshole. 
<laughs> and then they find out this asshole did some assholey things, and he's not the cute little cuddly bear he thought he was, or he <laughs> pretended he was. This stranger, this stranger uh, did things that are out of his character. <laughs> what? Doesn't make any fucking sense. Stranger yeah. did something that you don't know about. Yeah. I don't know. Right. And, like, not only that, like, what's the phrase always? Like, don't beat your heroes. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. Because I avoid let you down. that. Because it's weird. Like, sometimes, like, I've been to, like, comedy shows of, like, dudes who do podcasts that I listen to on a weekly basis, and, like, you're walking by them on the way out. And you just give a fist bump, good show. Because I'm like, it's way weirder to, to not say something. To just, right. like, listen to him privately. And then when he's right in front of you, just like, <laughs> like no. Yeah. But you don't want to, like, I, the people who try to, like, have a hang. Like, I've had some hangs with some cool people and, like, conversations with cool people. But, like, I'm very uh, conscious to just, you know, chat for a minute and get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Those guys, like, want to hang. And then they push it too far. And then it gets weird. And then after, they're like, fuck that guy. <laughs> and then it's like, well, you just took a thing that you enjoyed out of your life. Because now every time you listen to it, you're reminded about being an asshole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you, was like he me, thought me, he was an asshole. That was like me with Steve Tasker at the airport. Like, I just said, go Bills. And he invited mm-hmm. me in. You know. Well, right. He knew I t- who and you I talked, were. And you I talked from to him for two right. He's like, Captain? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of weird. But, <laughs> but I talked to him for like two minutes. And I was like, all right, take care, man. Thanks a lot for the picture. And see ya. And then there's this guy from fucking, he had a fucking, he was telling him that his son was the best wrestler in the state ever, and this guy, like, like dude, Steve just, he kept inching away from the guy, right? like, toward the plane, and the guy just kept inching with him, <laughs> and I was like, this is what I purposely did not do. <laughs> like, it's just, right. it was disgusting to watch. Like and this guy, so and this weird. guy thought he was like cooler than Steve Tasker. You know what I mean? He was one of those guys. But he and knew who like, he was. He knew who Steve Tasker was. Yeah, he was doing it on was, purpose because right, he was, he was Steve body. Tasker. He wasn't just yeah. Yeah, but I was like, this is the asshole that I purposely avoided being. You know, that's almost where like you want to step in and like save Steve Tasker. I know from that guy and be like, well, if we weren't all boarding the plane in a minute, I definitely would have. Because mm-hmm. I was like, is this? I was like, is this guy fucking kidding me? Yeah, Tasker security. Tasker security. He's had his ear for like over ten minutes, <laughs> and you can tell that Tasker is like just being a nice guy, you know? Right. And he did not want any. It was obvious that he didn't want any part of this conversation. And how the guy couldn't read that just showed how much of a fucking arrogant asshole prick that he was. <laughs> like he didn't see it at all. He's like, man, fucking my kid's best fucking wrestler in fucking the history of New York State. And then he got screwed. And, <laughs> oh, my God. You know God. what I mean? Oh, I know this guy. Yeah. Everybody knows Everybody that knows guy. this guy. <laughs> I and was the greatest thing in the world, but I got taken down. Like as I could throw that football right over the mountain. Look at the most <laughs> successful <laughs> people. The most successful people in the world. They don't. None of them go, yeah, smooth sailing the whole time. Right. No resistance. <laughs> no, nope. Just straight to the top. Yeah. And he's like, I would have been there with you, but someone put a little fucking, you know, yeah. put it, some struggle in my way, and right. I couldn't get through it. It's and like, I couldn't yeah, get through. We got screwed over. Yeah. I mean, but we, I, I we can don't hear know the story. They're only five feet away from me, so I can hear them, and I'm like, wow, this guy's a fucking asshole. Like, right. And poor Steve Tasker is having to fucking put up with this. And it's in the airport, so you could not get away. No. You can't get away, and you can't. Good. All you can't really raise your voice either. You got to fake the phone call at that point, right? Be like, "Oh, excuse me, I got to take this." Yeah, he was he was too nice to even do that. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. But he did keep inching toward the plane. <laughs> <laughs> like, slowly but surely. Mm-hmm. I'm like, come on, Steve, you can make it. Make that tackle, buddy. Make that mm-hmm. tackle. <laughs> you still got it in here. <laughs> Take this fucker out. Thurman, you mentioned uh, comedians and podcasts before. Who do you listen to? Oh, a lot. A lot of the East Coast stuff. Philly's having a moment. There's all the guys from Philly. Who are like New York guys, but like that, the East Coast. I mean, there's little pockets all over the place, but like what comedians have done with podcasts and shit in just like the last 10 years is fucking incredible. Like, you watch guys who just like are doing small shows and they have a small podcast with a few hundred listeners and then it grows to like thousands and now they're selling out massive places all over the place doing festivals and all this shit. And it's completely organic. It's not, there's no industry, there's no. Oh, you're having a moment, kid. Mm-hmm. It's like, they, they, you can't take that away. That's always going to be there. Right. And then, um, so bringing it back to the podcast, too, like, once Harden got me involved in, you know, listening to podcasts and that, there's a comedian, Burt Kreischer. Yeah, Burt's, yeah. Burt's one, yeah. He is the man. And he is, like gotten to the point now where he's blown up now he's, he's had a massive of course yeah. yeah he's one of the biggest yeah yep yeah and i mean he's doing arenas now he has a movie coming out yeah based the off of movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah what is it the machine he had a story like a it was oh, yeah, one yeah, of his yeah. live bits that went viral and so mm-hmm. they yeah, made the a, russians yes they made yeah. a movie yeah. out of that really with, like, and they expanded upon it and mark hamill mm-hmm. plays his dad and shit mm-hmm. oh, but like he, he's a big fan of like legion of skanks i love those guys mm-hmm. um yeah bert pops up around and all the stuff i listen to. if you start getting into that world they all just kind of cross pollinate to other shows and yeah, stuff and help each know? other out yeah that, that's one thing he talks about a lot too is that you know rogan who is like the biggest one yeah and that, you know, said, you know, come on my podcast. Let me help you out. And that, and you know, and I'll come on your podcast and, you know, it'll boost ratings. And everyone can help each other because this is a whole not new market. Limited. It's not, there's not like a finite amount of shit. Like, I guess in mm-hmm. TV, there was competition to like, if you're watching Seinfeld, that means you're not right. watching this. Yeah. With this shit, you mm. can listen to all of it in a day. Who cares? It's not mm. on at a certain time or anything. You're not competing right. for anything. So it's like mm. everything helps everything. The only thing with that is you, is a guy does the podcast rounds and you hear him tell the same story five times because mm-hmm. he's run out of shit to say. Yeah. <laughs> you know Exactly. And like, did you know like with Burt Kreischer though, like uh, Rolling Stone did a... V- yeah, he was Van Wilder. Yeah, right? He and- was in... Whatever, Florida FSU or some shit, whatever the yeah. biggest party school is. Mm-hmm. He went to that school for way longer than a person should. And mm-hmm. he was, it was Van Wilder. It was the story. But, you know, he was like just a frat boy, party guy, life of the party, everywhere he goes, same yeah. way he is now, just the way he is. Right. And then Rolling Stone did a story on him, like the biggest party animal at the biggest party school. Right. And then National Lampoon ended up doing Van Wilder, which he had nothing to do with. They're like, what if mm-hmm. it was a hot guy? <laughs> instead of this packet. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And like he never got a dime off of it or anything. No. Which but he know. still got his shit and and did great. Yeah. You know, he's not at an he airport persevered and Steve Tasker's you go. Yeah. I was Van Wilder but I got screwed over. <laughs> you know. Well, his kid got screwed over. Yeah, his dad's like, oh my god, that wrestling mm. dad? Yeah. That guy, yeah, can you imagine that guy like at a that's match? That's who he is. Just oh. like screaming and running oh around God. like crazy. He is such a fucking idiot. I will say, uh, my son got into wrestling this year, 
Um, as believe it or not, based off of uh, my size, he's not the biggest guy in the world in that. But Isn't I want good to, for wrestling, like mm-hmm. a low center of gravity and shit. Yeah, it really is. Like he did really well and excelled. But it is a different breed of people that are wrestling parents. Yeah, like the couple of meets that we went to, I saw people like screaming at their like eight and nine year old kid because they lost. Oh yeah. And that and it's like he's eight years old. Yeah. <laughs> he was just in a controlled fight. There was no th- punches thrown, but it was a fight. For sure. And, well yeah. the competition and the and the structure of it enough is what teaches the kid the lesson, I guess, right? Is like yeah. the sportsmanship and like what kids learn from sports. You don't need the added thing of your mm-hmm. you know the parental figure screaming at you in front of people. No, you don't. That's going to add some weird thing to where that kid's mm-hmm. going to, you know, pay mm-hmm. ladies to do weird mm-hmm. stuff to him later in life. Right. <laughs> right. That's like, uh, you know, one of the phrases out there of, um, you know, when you're, uh, <laughs> you know, thanks for telling me to shoot that one time I was the ice or I was on the ice, Mom, said no one ever. <laughs> right? When they're yeah. screaming at you. You know, one of the pictures I like a lot is uh, two of the best soccer players in the world. Um, they were playing for FC Barcelona. Uh, Lionel Messi um, was one of them. And he's sitting there, you know, talking to his buddy while their kids are playing soccer. And he's arguably the best soccer player in the world. Yeah. And he's just letting his kid play. Yeah, yeah he's not screaming at him and shit. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you gotta let your kid just do their thing. You yeah. want guidance, I suppose. I don't know. I don't fucking have a cat. Yeah, there's, but there's a certain amount of guidance I think that it goes along with anything. But sure, but then it gets taken over by like, <laughs> you know, the kid is sitting you there like, while his dad's drunkenly telling everybody he runs into that he was the best wrestler in the state. Right. And the kid's like, Jesus Christ, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the dad living vicariously through exactly. The kid. That's mm-hmm. about. That's exactly what I was about to say. Creepy. Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. It's weird. Yeah, no, that's a great thing of, like, yeah, the guy who just won the World Cup, like, the best soccer player in the world. Right. Is, like, not screaming. Like, that should be the, you know. Yeah, everyone should take a fucking lesson from that. <laughs> think Wayne Gretzky yells at his hot daughter? <laughs> I don't think so. No. No. <laughs> I mean, he did when she, he, I think he got upset. There was a story that he got upset. She was posting some pretty risque things, and everybody was loving it. <laughs> And he was like, hey, can we relax? Yeah. You know, she on. should post things like that. She's smoking hot. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want to Gretzky see. can do no wrong. What a magical guy. He is. <laughs> and her husband. Every shot he shoots. <laughs> <laughs> and every, and her, her husband made a killing going over to the live tour where he got like $150 million just to switch from the PGA tour. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty dope, man. Those guys, yeah, there's crazy amounts of money being thrown around. He used to be a rock star. Her husband? Oh, yeah. Golfer husband? Oh, yeah. he loved the blow. Yeah. yeah Back like, at the Porter Cup? What? Are you talking about Dustin Johnson? Yeah. At the Porter Cup? I, everywhere from the Porter Cup here? <laughs> I don't think it was it wasn't specific. just here. I, I don't think it was just the Porter Cup. <laughs> he came party at the but, Porter Cup? That's badass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, golfers, I mean, Tiger Woods is a dork. But, well, actually, and then you find out he's fucking, you know, 
He was at our Back party. In the, apparently, he likes Denny's, though. <laughs> and he was at our party. Yeah. He, what party? He was at our, he was at a party that we had back when he was in Porter Cup. He came yeah. to our party. What, like a house party? Or yeah. Like, really? Yeah. Tiger Woods came to a party. I, we did this before. No, I would remember this, but I also forgot Slate's buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Tiger Woods came to a house party at Chris Neal's house on East Avenue when he was playing in the Porter Cup. That's great. Yeah. He also hit a hole-in-one that weekend. Wow. On the 12th hole. How did he golf, though? <laughs> uh, it got rained out early. Or he might have come back. I'm still, I don't know if we're still doing a double thing here. (laughs) (laughs) No. Wow. That's fucking nuts. I didn't know that. Yeah. It was before he was Tiger Woods, though. We didn't know. We should do a Tiger Woods, like a Bill Murray style documentary, but it's Tiger Woods. Yeah. It's a bunch of guys being like, you came to a party. They fuck my cousin, man. (laughs) Like everything ends with like Tiger Woods fucking someone he shouldn't have. Yeah. Fucking weird. He's very yeah. unassuming. I shook, like, I shook hands with him. Nerdy, skinny little black dude. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, where'd all the girls go? <laughs> Damn. Yeah. How do you do this? But I'm saying, like, golfers, like, yeah, man, they party. It's they kind of just walking around. Yeah. <laughs> There's a cart. You got to swing a thing. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you got to have strength to swing the thing, but like, I don't know anyone who golfs. If, like, so, like, you, anybody, any of my friends who are like, oh, I'm going golfing, that means that they're useless for the next 24 hours. Because golfing is going to get fucking going to party and get fucked up in the woods, yeah. <laughs> you know. I'm going on Sunday. Yeah, like so. I would <laughs> imagine professional Monday. golfers are still fuck, you know, party man. Throw yeah. it out, especially with sponsorships and shit. Right. Good for them. What yeah. Fun. fun Do you life. know how big the Porter Cup is, though? Yeah, I mean, I you know, you drive by up there like when it's happening, and the whole fucking street's all closed and shit, and it's you know. But it's like one of the biggest amateur tournaments in the world. Like before all these guys turn pro, they play at the Porter Cup. Yeah. That's cool. And like Tiger Woods played there. Phil Mickelson won it, you know. Shooter McGavin. Shooter McGavin. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't win it though. Because he had to hit the ball where it was. <laughs> do you get a jacket? Is that when you get a jacket for? Uh you do. Couldn't you just make a jacket and kind of wedding crasher style, just get in there and, you know, get free <laughs> drinks and get in all the pictures and shit? People are like, which year did this guy win? Oh, you know, that year, a couple years back. Yeah, a couple years back. <laughs> what is it, 2020? 2019? Yeah, that one, yeah. That's mm-hmm. the one. That's the one. Yep. Yeah. The year after, you know who won it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was in between those two. Mm-hmm. It was a, there was a leap year. You remember? It was yeah, a leap year. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Did Tiger Woods do anything crazy at this party? No. He just hung out? Yeah. Was he drinking? Was he partying? Was he drinking? He was drinking. Everybody was drinking. I don't know what he was drinking. Mm -hmm. This is all I remember. I was was tripping on acid. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh... And I'm at the bonfire, and, and like, I was always, like, the guy that at the parties that everyone came to, because, like, I was, like, the problem solver somehow. I don't know how, but... Um, everyone's like, dude, Hardy, there's a, there's a black guy here. And I'm like, what? so I, I go, so? <laughs> yeah. And they're like, well, he's up on the porch. And I'm like, so? I, I, I don't understand what you're doing here. You know, I'm like, <laughs> why are you telling me this? And they're like, well, uh, I don't know. Like, is it going to be a problem? And I'm like, why is it going to be a fucking problem? So I'm like, all right, I'll fucking go. I get the fucking get it. I get it. 
So I go up there and I fucking introduce myself. I'm like, what's up, man? I'm Chris. And he's like, I'm Tiger. How's it going? I'm like, good, man. I'm like, what's going on? I'm like, where are you from? Fucking whatever. And uh, he tells me he's playing in the Porter Cup. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. How are you doing? He's like, eh, you know, whatever. I don't remember what the fuck he said. I'm tripping on acid, you know. <laughs> but, but this is fucking nuts. How have we been doing the show for this long? I've never heard this. Yeah. So, anyway. He's tripping fucking, on acid talking to Tiger Woods. I'm like, I'm like you need a freaking beer or the anything? The fuck fucking, is wrong with I'm your like, friends, the too? Over here. They got a real low threshold for black dudes. That's the guy? Yeah. It's not fucking Ice Cube. <laughs> it's not like fucking Easy E and all of NWA rolled Like the up. nicest, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was so nice. He was so polite. Fucking got him a beer, and I went back to the fucking fire. That was it. And then I never saw him again until I saw him on TV a couple of years later, and I was like, oh, dude. Wow. <laughs> I could have fucking. That's a Tucker guy that came to the party. Yeah. <laughs> like, I got I to become friends with this guy. <laughs> wow. That's hilarious. Yeah. So that's it. That's great. Yeah. Tiger, Tiger Woods, y'all. <laughs> yes. Uh, the golfers refer to it as the party cup. No, yeah. instead of the porter cup. Uh, especially because, you know, the we drink more than anywhere in America here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 1A. Yeah. <laughs> 1B is, you know, it, you only have to be 19 in Canada. And most of these kids are from all other parts of the country. Sure. Right? So they've never experience the canadian ballet oh my god um or that's how that's what happened to tiger (laughs) the canadian ballet is a name for not a ballet i'm guessing what the strip clubs yes (laughs) (laughs) you guys aren't going to see the nutcracker well Well, sort of they could be crazy sort of yeah they might be going Um, to see the nutcracker (laughs) but yeah and i mean they're only going to be 19 to drink in there so i mean um it's towards the end of the year for them, end of the summer before they're going to go back to college. So, yeah, they uh, let loose. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've always said this type. This part of the world has like this. We're just over there. I don't know. It feels like there's no fucking consequences or something. Yeah. Like it's just like distant enough from like reality. Like when you travel, you go, oh, this is life. This is where people are and live and do things. And then you get back here and you're just like, yeah, no, this is the same slowly, like the clock moves slower or something, <laughs> you know, and you just. Someone was telling me about somebody who played in there like 10 years ago, and I think they won it. But on the last day, they were so hungover that they threw up on like almost every hole. And he's, he's a pro golfer now, whoever it is. And he's good. I can't remember who it is, but somebody was their caddy, and they were like, "He was, dude, he was so fucking hungover. We had to go find him at some fucking party. <laughs> and he was so fucked up still. And he ended up fucking wow. winning the thing because he was so good. <laughs> but they were like, he threw up literally like nine out of the 18 holes. Was he, <laughs> like, could he golf better when drunk, like Peter Griffin playing the piano? Maybe. I Take a cup. <laughs> like, it wasn't John Daly, so... <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't know. I never really thought about it because, like, golf, I guess, like, yeah, maybe it's the shirts. It just seems nerdy. Maybe right. it's the shirts. <laughs> it's the polo but shirts the tucked big, in and the, the pleated pants. Animals out of yeah, all I never thought of it because they don't have to keep their shit together as much, <laughs> yeah. I guess. No, yeah. they're the biggest fucking rock stars out of all the fucking sports, probably. That's cool. Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're not, like, in real shape. I mean, don't get me wrong. They're getting in better shape nowadays. Oh, yeah. And I mean, a lot of these guys are in great shape, but I mean, they're not in like 
Yeah, I kind like I I romanticize no. the days of sports like Babe Ruth, fat fucking with a you know a pint of fucking scotch in his sock or something. Yeah, smoking a cigar, eating eleven hot dogs in nine innings. Yeah, just going like that's his job. Like that's before, G, like you know endorsements and shit. It's just like that's your job. Yeah, <laughs> that's your job. This guy's a fucking blacksmith. This guy does this thing. That's you go swing and hit a ball at a thing, and there's like a million people showing up, and yeah. you're like mm-hmm. famous, but famous before the internet, so you could just, I don't, it's a different world. Like to be Babe Ruth would be a, quite a trip. Yeah. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. You kidding me? He and was uh, he was a fucking icon before, like, you know, people knew him in like Nebraska. Which that, is crazy. <laughs> that, you know what I mean? Like in, in fucking 19 fucking 20. Yeah. Like, that's like not, New yeah. York City, you know? So. Um, I don't know. That's It's just an interesting. Uh, he was the first Elvis. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Kind of. And I mean, if any, if everybody else could do it, these guys could do, though. Everybody would do it. For sure. Yeah. But, I mean, these porter cuppers that come in and play. Are so much better than any like local schmo golfer, right? Yeah, it is insane. They dedicate every fucking waking minute to that and partying, I guess, <laughs> and party. But I mean, their level, and then the guys that go pro in that are even that much better, right? Yeah, and that well, just to be the first. Like, I mean, I guess it's all like, yeah, Olympians and shit. I'm not saying like Babe Ruth was the first athlete to gain recognition, <laughs> but just like, I don't know, man. I just thought, I just, just hit me right now that there was a fat guy in the 20s yeah. <laughs> who would just swing and hit a ball like a fucking game, like a goofy game. That's like a hula hoop, like a professional, like a hula hoop guy became a millionaire. You'd be like, what? Yeah. From playing stickball? Yeah. You're this now? Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. That makes me think, too, of uh, John Cruck, um, who was uh, a baseball player in the 90s. I remember Cruck. And then, I, yeah. know, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, he was a little bit overweight, and, that, and there's a story of him that uh, he's at a party, and some lady comes up to him, and she's like, look at you. She's like... You disgust me. How do you call yourself an athlete? <laughs> you're fat. You know, you're overweight. You're drinking. You're smoking. You know, how do you call yourself an athlete? And he's like, lady, I'm not an athlete. I'm a ball player. And <laughs> <laughs> just walked away. Yeah, dude, they were badass back in the day. They were badass. They fucking smoked mm-hmm. in the dugouts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Drinking, partying. Those fucking eight, those mid-80s Mets teams, mm-hmm. they were doing blow in the dugouts. That's the documentary, dude. Jesus Christ, yeah. those guys were fucking Good nuts. Good strawberry. Jesus. That's oh, the real, yeah. that's a book I'd like to get into. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The Elvis one, that's that. That's, that's, they were nuts. That's great. Nuts. Fuck yeah. Why not? Lenny Dykstra is still on the fucking Howard Stern show. Lenny Dykstra has made the rounds on some of the podcasts I listen to. Yeah, I bet he and is. It's very funny. He, he was their else? center fielder, and he was fucking yeah. sickest out of all of them. Yeah. And um, he ended up going to jail, too. Like, he, he yeah, did, like, some financial crimes something, or something weird. Like he opened a string of, um, he opened a string of uh, car washes. And laundered a bunch of money through it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. That's what he went to jail for. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. Yep. 
Lenny Dykstra's car wash. <laughs> they don't make them like that anymore. No, they don't. So what? What was the money that he was laundering? I have no idea. Probably. I think, I think, I think that he was fucking dealing drugs, like on the side, and laundering that money through the car washes. Like mm. I think he was a coke dealer. Really? I th- I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Lenny Dykstra was the man. Yeah, no one launders clean money. Well, <laughs> you know, he was keeping supply for uh, Gooden and yeah, or- <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, he's probably involved in some sort of scheme yeah. between everybody, so they could have the fucking good shit all the time. Those guys, <laughs> man. Gooden, like he he fucking aged quick. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Those were some hard years. They were some hard years. And now, yeah, you see them at like, you know, like Comic Con for baseball or something, so signing cards, and they they sound like boxers. Then he comes like they back. They can't even make sense after being the best pitcher in the world for years, then falling completely from grace. He comes back years later and pitches a perfect game for the Yankees. Yeah, right. Which he had never done. A perfect game is. Well, he must have got the good shit that day. Yeah, he must have. He was in the zone. He was mm-hmm. in the zone. And speaking of Comic Con, though. So when we were over in London, um, to let my nerd flag fly, there was uh, it's called Star Wars Celebration, and it was the first one that they've done since two thousand and five. And it was they had a bunch of like releases of like stuff that Star Wars is going to do over the next five years, but this place was the most claustrophobic. Yeah, thing I've ever been in. They they way oversold it, and I mean, this was like a huge, huge convention center for like one of the biggest. Yeah, this thing. Well, there. that's the main thing now globally: superhero movies and Star Wars and shit. Massive mm-hmm. franchises like that. Yeah, is like that's culturally mm-hmm. like it's not even nerd shit. It's everything shit. It's everybody, yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. You know. But I mean, my poor kids trying to navigate them. It's like what's stock ninety nine in here? It it was <laughs> it was even worse. It was more claustrophobic. And my kids that are younger, all they were doing was smelling people's farts in front of them. Yeah, you're a fart <laughs> right? Because they were just getting blasted with, it, and it was so uncomfortable. <laughs> oh my god! Like we couldn't even enjoy it, you know? Because I was literally like fighting to get them through people to like try and see stuff. And that's another yeah. thing that'll trigger people's like a fucking Chewbacca comes out. These kids will fucking start tearing each other apart to go get a picture with them. Yeah. Right. Oh, I have a picture with Chewbacca. <laughs> and actually like I stiff armed a bunch of twelve year olds so <laughs> yeah. I can get it. I did. Actually his wife was there and she was the like, guy who played Chewbacca, the dude? Not him, but a guy in like cosplay. Okay. That's still like six feet 10 or something like that. Right. Although six feet is tall for me, but <laughs> no, he was more realistically like eight feet tall. And uh, his wife was like running through, and people were like trying to cut in front of my kids, and she wasn't having it. And she was, you know, a foot smaller than me. And she's wow. like, no, no, no. She's that like, ass. that's my husband. These kids are next. And I was like, wow, you're awesome, lady. Thank you. And I she's like, she's I'll take the pictures it. for you. And Dude, they probably fucking... Did you pay them? They, no, like, no, I didn't even it. have a chip. She had kids and shit. Yeah, because, mm-hmm. dude, those people fucking clean up with that shit. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he went all out. Look at that. Chewy. 
And like even like when his mouth opened, he even made like the chewy like <laughs> friggin' voice and everything. Yeah. So I mean unfortunately that was not as much fun as we would have wanted it to be because there's other people there. Yeah, that usually ruins things. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. Bomber. But yeah, there was like a two hour wait just to get into like um the merchandising store. Jesus. Uh, was this officially a Star Wars sanctioned event? It was. It wasn't like a fan Like, thing? they had a whole bunch of, like, panels in that, and that's where, like, the stars, like, came out, and they announced, like, where the series are going and that, because... Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Since Disney bought it, they've spread out into, like, oh. eight different ways yeah things. they have like a, like when you see like hitler's plan to take over the world it's like that they're like well first we're gonna move to this section and then in 2025 we're gonna conquer this yeah and then they all have video games and shit it's crazy that's gonna be like there's gonna be a mickey mouse on the fucking moon yeah when you look at the moon there's gonna be fucking did the disney logo is on that, it is it mickey yeah <laughs> and the most expensive autograph there well there was two because uh, you could do like a photo op and like an autograph session. They had like um, the guy that played the young Anakin Skywalker, the little kid, or Hayden Christensen. Hayden Christensen, okay, with um, Ewan McGregor. That's cool because it's that is cool. train spotting. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, "Fuck mm-hmm. Star Wars, train spotting!" <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> but that was like seven hundred dollars. Jesus. Yeah, and you can't. It's personal because it's your face. It's not like you could sell it. <laughs> yeah, Maybe. right. I don't know. How much would you pay for a picture of some guy with you and McGregor? <laughs> How much would you pay for eBay? Yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Be like, oh, you know, we can delete him out, or I can cut out my face and put it over it. Yeah. That, but... He looks so, awfully tall in this picture. <laughs> so that was the most expensive. The second, or the most expensive solo guy, Billy D. Williams. Yeah. <laughs> Could see that, but I mean, yeah. like he was there. Um, uh, what the hell? Carl Weathers was there. That's why I won. He was like three hundred bucks. Though. Wait, Carl Weathers. Yeah. Was he, who was he? So in Star Car- Wars? Creed. So, <laughs> yeah, I know. But I'm trying. Why is he at a Star Wars thing? So he is now. Now in I'm the- like, wait, was Lando Calrissian Carl Weathers? <laughs> no. <that's been laughs> have I gotten this wrong? Hold. <laughs> <laughs> That is Billy D. Williams. I thought so. They got me all fucked up. Yeah. So one of them's Tiger Woods, right? <laughs> None of them were Tiger Woods. Jesus, he was on East Avenue. <laughs> um, so he is in the new uh, Disney series Mandalorian. Oh, okay. So he was there, and like I would have wanted to get like him to sign it as Apollo Creed, yeah, or at least Chubbs from Happy Gilmore. <laughs> Isn't he yeah. doing new commercials now too as Chubbs? Yeah. I think so. I think yeah. I did see one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Action Jackson. I mean, Action Jackson. <laughs> now you're going back, buddy. <laughs> Hot, hotter, yeah. hottest. Um, but yeah, like, um, so, d- did you watch Game of Thrones? Yeah, either you. Yeah, years after it came out. Mm-hmm. So Brielle of Tarth, the, the, big, tall, the chick, tall lady. Yeah, she's Captain Phasma in the new uh, movies. She was there. I wanted to. I would have wanted to meet her. Huh. More for the Game of Thrones thing than anything else. But <laughs> yeah, see, we all want to meet these people meet for, for different other things. Other shit, <laughs> they did. Yeah. yeah, we all do. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah, those things uh, are a trip, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was insanity. Hmm. Yeah, that, that's another, you know, people just want a piece of it. Pop culture yep. has mm-hmm. gone to like religious levels. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, those are the deities. Taylor Swift is a god. <laughs> She's a deity. She could, she, she wields too much power. That she bitch did. could send one tweet, and all of her followers would just go, Yes, master. <laughs> and then, like, just so there'd weird. just be like a bunch of 15 year old girls, like, fucking Dawn of the Dead, just like crawling through the city, just <laughs> taking over. Right. She could do it. So be nice to her. Stop dumping her. <laughs> Stop dumping her. She, Stop well, pissing she this just bitch broke, off. <laughs> my wife told me she just broke up with the latest boyfriend. Oh boy, so we got another fucking shitty album to listen to. <laughs> listen, I don't agree with them. T-, T Taylor, whatever. Does she have like a fun name they call her? T Swifty. T Swiftles. T Swizzles. I don't Swifty. agree. I'm I'm a t- full supporter of the Nazi regime of fucking blonde haired girls and breakup songs that oh, you're gonna God. bring to our country. It's coming, dude. Just accept it. I like Taylor Swift. I have a ten year old daughter. Yeah, what? <laughs> I have a ten-year-old daughter. Oh yeah, of course I'm gonna like Taylor Swift, (laughs) and that I actually like the songs too. But you've been radicalized. Look, they even got him. You want to hear? I think it's time to ramp this episode up. (laughs) You want to hear radicalized? All the girls were out, and now we're talking about Taylor Swift. They're like, okay, that Star Wars shit was boring, but now I'm in. (laughs) Radicalized. My daughter's birthday gift is I'm taking her to go see Lizzo in Pittsburgh. Who? Lizzo's a, the big, big lady with a flute. <laughs> okay. Yep. I don't know who that is. It's my daughter's favorite. Okay. She's the new one. Mm-hmm. I guess. She's I the one know. that just talking. I don't have kids. Yeah. So. Fucking three white dudes way past the time talking about pop music. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was like, I don't know. I'm like, who? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, all right. So Lizzo, Lando, Tiger Woods, all of them are going to be at the festival at the yeah. Jug. <laughs> they sure are. <laughs> Si- brother Taylor sister, Swift. the brother Headline sister Taylor Swift. Swift. <laughs> yeah, Taylor Swift's coming. She's headlining. It's a secret, so she'll tell you. You know, if you ask her about it, she'll be like, "I don't know what you're talking about. Right. I've never heard of that. I'm going to assume nope. or if her lawyers contact us, it's all part of the illusion." Yes. Um. All right. So thanks for listening, everybody. Yep. Thanks for hanging out with us. We will be back next week. See you yep. later. Bye. <laughs>